welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. Hey Jimmy, how's it going? Uh, pretty dang good. Okay, so this week we're actually gonna be talking about Hellraiser. One and two. One and two. Hellbound. So, uh, let me give you a quick little synopsis okay. about it. Um, did you know, by the way, that this is actually based on a book? Yes, I did, and okay. I've got I, I did some research on things that you're gonna be like, oh, I'm kind of into this thing that you found. Okay, cool. It's uh, the book's called the Hellbound Heart. So. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm interested in checking them out. Um, well, we'll get there. Okay, so Frank Cotton's insatiable appetite of the dark pleasures of, of pain led him to the puzzle of Lamarchin's box. And from there to a death only a sick-minded soul could invent. But his brother's love-crazed wife, Julia, has discovered a way to bring Frank back. Through the price... Uh, through the price will be bloody and terrible, and there will certainly be hell to pay. Bum, bum, bum. This was inter- okay. I I'm gonna put on Front Street that I liked um, Nightmare on Elm Street a lot more. Okay. Than this one, and I've only watched and I know I haven't okay. seen the second. I haven't watched the Elm Street sequel yet, but you told me to watch one and two of Hellraiser because they kind of make one story, and you're yeah. right. You yeah, know, you weren't wrong in that. Um, so. I liked Nightmare on Elm Street a lot more. I haven't seen two, but I've but based on what you're telling me, what I've what you're telling me, watch one and two. Uh-huh. To compare it, you would probably want to watch one and three because doesn't three kind of bring Nancy back? Yes. So two uh, is like uh, two, well, you told me it was yeah, like the gay one, which yeah. blew blew my mind when I heard yeah. about that. So I, I almost watched three just to kind of get the full story, and it's uh-huh. almost kind of the same thing because they're both in an institution. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I'm only going off of what I know from three. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, I haven't actually watched it. So, um, there's a few things I know about these movies, and okay. this, this is how this is this is how I do. Tell me. Okay, my aunt loved the Hellraiser movies. Okay. So I surprisingly, I never watched them. One, two, love. Three. Okay, that thing starts three to slip looks, away. I was reading the synopsis of three, and I'm like, oh, okay. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Meh. Meh. So I know, I know um, Christy shows up in one of the later ones also. Yeah. So this basically the story is about when you find good dick, you don't want to give it up. Uh, yeah, essentially. <laughs> well, um, a few things like I said, my aunt liked these movies. Uh-huh. Um, when I, uh, I remember being little and uh, when David Spade was like hot shit. Okay. He had hosted like an MTV thing 
and he did a bit. Did you ever see the bit he did where it's the where he's the secretary for like Dick Clark, and people want to come in and get the meetings? Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. kind of like he goes, and you are. Yeah, they did one on on on, on MTV with that character, uh-huh. but he did it to Pinhead. And he did that whole, and you are, to like Pinhead. And Pinhead's like, I'm, I'm Pinhead. And he's like, you know, he's playing along with the bit. Like, it was really funny. Yeah. And so, but I knew, I'm like, this looks fucked up. Like, Pinhead looks fucked up. The other thing I know about um, uh, Clive Barker is that he wrote a movie called Midnight Meat Train that people kept making oh. gay jokes about. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. You know, there was a movie, it's got like Bradley Cooper in it. It's an old movie from like 20-ish years what? ago. What? No. Yeah, like when Bradley Cooper was just like starting out. Yeah. But other than that, I've not read anything or seen anything Clive Barker. Here's a question I have though when I told Lisa we were watching this. Uh-huh. She said that this is a Mexican mom's movie. She knows a lot of Mexican moms that love these movies. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like, yeah, yeah, for sure. In uh, junior high, uh, there's a, a lot of a lot of uh, Mexican girls who's, were whose moms trying to be like, oh, you should watch this movie. Like, this is like the movie like to push on Halloween season. Okay. All that aside, like, what is your honest opinion of of this story? I like the first one. The second one, I was just meh. I didn't like because a lot of the shit falls apart. Um, we'll get there. Let's let's, okay, let's okay, get through okay. all the. I see like, what you mean. Because so. when we get to the second part, like a lot of shit falls apart, and I'm all, okay, what? Yeah, okay. So the and first I know, one, I know the, the first, first one is all Clive Barker. I know it's all Clive Barker. Clive Barker just did the story for the second one and did and did a little bit, probably did a little touch up like writing on it. Yeah. But he didn't direct it, which makes so. me know realize like Clive Barker can tell a fucking story. Oh yeah, how great did it look too? Oh, it's good for being like a cheapy. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say cheapy like Evil Dead budget, but yeah. like but not even, far from it. I mean, in the scheme of things, probably yeah. not far from an Evil Dead budget. Even that part where uh, what's her face is having that nightmare, and she's hearing that baby crying, and it's like, and then she uh, walks into the room, and like the feathers are falling down, but it looks like a snow. And she like that's a super creepy thing. Beautiful scene too. Um. So basically, uh, the movie starts off with Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get in the box. Yeah. And so who do you feel is the 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 main character or the hero? Is it the girl? Is it Kirsty? I I mean you if you watch the first one alone, Kirsty not you you couldn't get that impression. Now when you watch one and two together, Kirsty totally is like the hero. Yeah. No. But when you watch the first one, who's the who is the main character in that? Like who's the hero, if you will? Yeah, I'm trying to go through it in my mind really quickly. Uh, not her. I mean, she's just, like, reacting to everything. Yeah, I mean, she's the one who, you know, lives at the end. Maybe the husband? The Up dad? Until he dies. But he dies. Yeah. Heroes could die. Oh, yeah. I guess Julia would be the hero? Because she resurrect her love? Yeah, you know, that's what I thought, too. And I'm like, oh, this is where a fucking hero is? Like, this is weird. Yeah. But but then that gets all smashed as you get to the second one. Yeah. Now, is the second movie based on part of that other part of that book? Yeah. Okay. Well, because the thing is, like, I read the book years ago. And when, as you were walking up, I was, like, literally listening to, like, the audio trying to, like... Oh, you found an audio version of it? Yeah. So it trying on, to, was it on? On Audible. On Audible? Oh, you yeah. bought it off Audible. Did you so, buy it years ago type of thing? And you have it still? No, I just, like, I realized I had credits. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. So I'm like, boop. So I was, like, jumping to the end to kind of, like... Remember it, but like, uh, like basically, like 
the way hmm, everything happens vaguely the same way. Vaguely the same. Yeah, like everything. Okay. Like uh, I think like the, the husband's name in the movies like well, the Lloyd, only, right? It, uh, something like that. But, but I also his name know is the, Rory the, the girl book. isn't his daughter; it's a friend. Yeah, and that's one of the things I saw because it's like like there's like little changes here and there, but like it makes sense and then it makes the whole like. And that doesn't bother me. Like, well, when he came back in and changed, I mean, he's the one who made those changes. Yeah, and it works really well. I mean, it works better as the daughter. Yeah. And especially, like, the evil stepmother. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it works really well. But, uh, yeah, so Frank... What kind of fucking old-ass guy has a, do- has a friend that young? Was it, like, a teacher thing? Like, no. she was an old teacher? No, 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 It was just friends. It happens. No, I know, but it's like... Did they meet at a bar? Like, where the fuck were they friends at? I don't know. It doesn't get into it. That's why the daughter works more. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Um, so Frank ends up getting the box, and then he goes back to the house, and he uh, performs a ceremony of like opening the box. Mm-hmm. And the box is uh, in the book. They go into more details, like whether you know the ritual, the ritual of opening and summoning the Cenobites. Yeah. Or by accident, because it's happened before, where they op- someone's opened the box by accident. It doesn't matter. Like you, you, you summon them, and now they're there, and the rule is they get you. And like so, like, and so Frank opens it because he wants pleasure. He, that's all he's obsessed with is like pleasure. And then he talks about how he like he's like been doing all this fucking, and he's just like kind of like so nothing is like feeling his that okay. So are we to assume that Julia and him were fucking, and then the brother finds out about it, and they have that huge ass falling out? Does the brother, in response to that, go to seek out the box or go on vacation. No, that's not, how, that's not how. That's the they. It's before the marriage. They fucked. They fucked in secret. Oh. So, Julia. So, the, he, so the so the so the brother never. Finds Uncle out Uncle Frank just shows up, or Frank just shows up like before the wedding, like week before the wedding, because he's just kind of like, whatever. He's just like a fucking loser. Just shows up and takes off, and he ends up. Meeting Julia, there's that instant attraction. She just fucking wants him, and they just fucking. She moves him. around like a Tennessee Williams harlot. Oh yeah, she was. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, but like I guess like after and then after that, she's like, she felt guilty, but she's always been like in love with the idea of being possessed and like dominated by Frank. That she's just, yeah, that's what she needs. But that's not her, her husband. That's not Frank's brother. It's not that way. No, he's not that. And then so, he ends up calling the Cenobites in. Or the Guild of Gash is what like they yeah. call them in the book, and they come in and they're like they fucking take them away. And they, in the book they talk about more like Frank wants pleasure, and they tell they don't him, really like play that up as much in no. this book. Do they play it up later, like in three? And in, in three is that where they kind of insinuate it more? No, they kind of mention it here and there, but not not really. But like the Cenobites are just beings of pleasure. Okay. So basically, like, but they tell Frank like we can open you up to all the pleasures like that's you'll learn like but you have to go through but pleasure is pain so yeah. like basically like I always took this uh, Cenobites as desire from that makes sense from uh, is that how they're written in the book kind of um, they're just all about exuding pleasures they see you and they know how to do it to get you to experience full pleasures they have they run your nerves raw and so, like, when you're that open to it, like, it's just too much, too much stimulation. It just, it drives them insane. And then, like, even, like, later on in the book, 
when, like, Kirsty. She ends up calling them. They tell them, like, you know, Frank wanted pleasure, but he couldn't. He squirmed at the glimpse of, like, true pleasure. A rap, he just pulled apart and just destroyed. Yeah. But he was pulled into their dimension. Now, Frank is living in between the worlds. Like, he's no longer part of the physical world, and he's no longer, he's not really in their dimension. He's just kind of like in this weird limbo. That's why when like they move into the house and uh, the the dad ends up like cutting his like arm and putting on the floor, that blood connection between brothers Mm -hmm. is what gives Frank enough like foot to like seep back into the physical world. Okay. But he needs more blood to make him corporeal again so this is what what this what kind of like there's a couple things so they have a dinner after that happens when, when everything starts happening in the in that attic yeah and they have a dinner and um kirsty starts like i am that guy who's doing the weird cigarette tricks but that guy looks like andrew mccarthy fucked john cusack okay <laughs> okay <laughs> all right and then um she like this is and then during that whole part like julia goes up there and sees him and he's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Dude, how fucking creepy was Frank That's though? creepy looking, yeah. Because he's all just like, when he's coming but, back, he like, he breaks the dimension and he pulls into the physical world. Yeah. But he's like that broken leg, fucking muscle and sinew. But it, this kind of reminded me of like a cross between like a Tennessee Williams play, uh, Little Shop of Horrors and David Lynch. This is a great concept because what the concept is, is just about desire. Like you have a desire Everyone's running like through passion. Julia wanted ghoul dick. Yeah. Well, like, she just wanted to get fucked. And, like, she just, like, she needed it. But everything about this whole story is about pleasure. Yeah. What is, like, like uh, the husband's idea of pleasure is just, like, a quiet home with his family. The daughter's desire of pleasure is just to, like... Be independent, but at the same time still have a family to go to. Frank's desire changed from being physical and like just wanting stuff to just coming back. And so his desire to come back supersedes everything else. Yeah. So he's no longer about physical love or whatever. He's about just bringing himself back. And well, Julia's desire that's running through the whole thing is just the memory of the passion she had with him. I'm getting like fucked the best she's ever been fucked. Yeah. And then like it's just like what do you what do you do with all this stuff? And then like where does the line up between like so your desires between your morals come into? So what you're telling me is that essentially this movie is like a virgin, as told by Quentin Tarantino in Reservoir Dogs. Yes. So <laughs> No, I'm like I'm not kidding, that's what it is. So it's that whole like when the fuck machine gets fucked by Frank. <laughs> yeah. He fucked her the best she's ever been fucked before. Hence, lack of virgin. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This has all the kind of like hallmarks of the dollhouse from Sandman. It does. So, hence why I figured like you'd really dig this. I, I did. Story. I did. Um, Christy, you know, decides to start following. Uh-huh. And, and go after and see what's going on. Yeah, thinking his stepmom was a whore who's fucking Well, evil. she's not wrong. Yeah. And then, like, she gets there, and it's like, he goes, Oh, hey, Christy, it's Uncle Frank. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's Uncle Frank. Oh, it's Uncle Frank. <laughs> Call me Daddy. I guess that, that was, that's the one line where, like, I just find gross in that whole thing. 
Yeah. Because they use it a couple times. Every time it's always like kind of, ugh. Well, essentially, the box is the MacGuffin then. The MacGuffin? What do you mean? The oh, How is the box a black girl that can't talk? What do you mean? What are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, do you mean? MacGuffin isn't always a black girl that can't talk. Yeah, from uh, Jane Silent Bob's remake. Oh, that's not a MacGuffin either. <laughs> that, that wasn't the MacGuffin. Okay. Okay. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Potatoes. Whatever. <laughs> tomatoes, potatoes. No, exactly. <laughs> tomatoes, potatoes. Like, that's exactly what it is. No, it's the the object that just moves the story forward. The way that these stories are made is just like the bean, the god that Julia talks about in the second movie in Hellbound. Like, that is not a god. The box itself is a doorway to a fallen angel. That's what the labyrinth is. Okay. The labyrinth is the, the inside of an angel, a fallen angel. Does that make sense? Did I lose you? No, you, it, just, it sounds like, look, the labyrinth, guys. The labyrinth is. Because I basically be saying this between bonkets. The labyrinth. The labyrinth. Is the inside on. of a fallen angel. It's the inside of a fallen it's a angel, angel dude. Uh, it's an angel. Uh, I guess it got angry at God for something. Uh, oh, God would be fuck. such a dick. God would be such a dick to angels all the time. <laughs> but, um, because it's not, it's uh, an angel of, like, pure pleasure is what it is. And so, basically, all it's doing is trying to find beings that are capable of being its instruments to purify. Mm-hmm. And so that's why um, you have those Cinnabites, the Chatterbox guy, the... Yeah, yeah, which Which of the Cinnabites creep you out the most? Um, yeah, the Chatterbox one was a little weird. The fat guy, yeah. The fat guy. The, with the, the fat g- one. With the tiny little round glasses always creeps me out. Well, because he's always have... moist. It's because gross. He... <laughs> But you also know people that look like that in real life. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's people, like, when these movies were coming out, there were totally people who looked like that guy in real life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And all moist all the time. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Don't serve me food. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sweat in my burger? <laughs> <laughs> people let you fuck them? What? <laughs> You're... But um, Clyde Barker hated the name Pinhead. Well, what was the, what was the... It was just a Cinnabite, just a guild of... Yeah, but I don't think it was supposed to take off as big as it did. No, because he, he, he felt it trivialized the idea of him. By he's, right, he's not wrong, because that's when they, they don't call him Pinhead until 2. Yeah. Or they don't... No, they don't call him Pinhead until 2. Well, that's when they start referring, like, I think, in things. Yeah, as they, Pinhead. As Pinhead. So the guy that did, that did Pinhead, he did it in all the movies. He's a... Almost except for them. yeah, except for one of them, he didn't do it. Yeah, but um, it got to the point where he was the expert about putting on the makeup, so he was oh, able to put to on. Be. He ended up was able to put on the makeup himself because no one else could do it. Yeah. He's like, I got it, and just because he was. Yeah, Doug Bradley. Yeah, and then he ended up getting uh, credit for makeup artists well, he because like he ended up just doing his own makeup. Um. But yeah. So. So yeah. yeah so. Um, Frank is now... Uh, so he, he becomes human-ish again. Yeah, Frank, human, Frank doesn't he, like to be... 
he's basically asking to be cucked. Cuckled. Yeah, I gotcha. And then so... I'm like, what? So he's basically asking to be cuckled. And then, like, so... Because he's got, like, a thing for, like, dudes' boners. Because, like, that's when he gets them. You know, like... Julia lures these, like, men upstairs... Like, was that like a boner fucked. thing, or was that was that like a I need flesh to fucking live thing? I think I need flesh to live thing. But yeah, the I, didn't problem was, like, I didn't think it was like a. I didn't think it, that was her way of getting them up there. I didn't yeah, think that, you know, but, because the, she would have like she would have been like she would have bent over and like let them fuck her if that was the case, and then he would just be like surprise, surprise, give me that dick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't think it was like a cuck thing as much as it was like. Uh, no, that's that, that's what you're gonna do to get me live again. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just bring him up. But the thing is, like, so he's devouring these people with boners is basically what he's doing. But then, like, the way he like takes his fingers into the back of the neck and just jabs yeah. it up there, it's like it was cool to see for the the fact that it's not him biting or just sucking. It's just like he's devouring them in a weird way that yeah seems unnatural. That makes it even creepier too. Yeah, and then um. Some of the images, though, like, there's that weird titty angel statue at the beginning. And oh, there's that dude. weird, there's that buddy Jesus that was like, <laughs> did you see the buddy Jesus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, is that a buddy Jesus before there was a buddy Jesus? And then you get that weird um, homeless man eating crickets. Yeah, that was weird. And then, um, like, she's seen that guy, Steve. Fucking Steve. That guy, like I said, looks like Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. Like the John Cusack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Like, all this shit happens, you know, she's able to, she, um, Kirsty is like, oh, I'll, I'll bring you my fucking stepmom, or I'll bring you Frank, if oh. you can fucking let me do it, if, if you let me Because live. basically, like, they, yeah, because Frank, he finds out Frank's alive, and, like, he's about to, like, molest or just murder yeah. uh, his niece, and then she's like, fuck you, she ends up, like, finding the box and throws it out the window, and then she runs away, and she takes the box back. As she's leaving. But then, as she's fucking with it, the Cenobites come in, and they're like, they're like okay, well, fuck it. You called us. You called us, so you're, you're coming with us. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, but, uh, like, what about Frank? And then they're like, Frank? I, I don't know. Who's this Frankie speak of? And they're like, as they, you know, any other beans, they don't know Frank. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, he got away. Like, I could get him back for you. And then they're like, and then, like, that's where their pride steps in. Like, they fucking escaped us? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we want to talk to him. Like blah blah. Like we'll make this deal with you if you yeah. push it out. And so now her big thing is just like get back home. But in the book, the once the Cenobites are summoned, they're not gone. They're until always they, they're there. They're always until they've gotten like what they need. Right. So because in the movie they go back to the house and then like it's like surprise they're here, but like they're just like. She's aware that they're around and they're watching. So, like, they're just waiting for, like, whatever. But I think it leads to better tension when, like, you don't know that they're going to come in and save her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so, uh, so, so, yeah, so they, they do that. They, they come in and save her because, oh, they almost don't because yeah, they they're almost all don't. like, they're like, he's out here. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then, because, like, in the, in the movie, they have it, like, you have to be in the, the damp room. And that's that room just on the, on yeah. the landing. Yeah. And then, like, finally, like, oh, uh, she gets home and she's, like, freaking out because, like, she's, like, going to tell her dad, like, they fucking, Frank's alive, like, they're fucking killing people. Yeah. And the dad's, like, no, no baby. And he's being all creepy with his daughter. And you realize, like. And he's got blood on his scalp. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, don't worry, we killed Frank. He's like, he's already dead. And then you realize, like, he just took their skin. Yeah. And then so, like, she's freaking out because of... And then when, when Julie gets stabbed, no, not me! <laughs> no, you were supposed to protect me! Yeah. And then, like, that's where Frank's, like, you know, like, his desire was never Julia. It was always just being... Pussy. It's just, just pussy. It was just being back alive. And then she, that's where she realized, you fucked me over. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and then so Julia gets fucking stab, stabby McStabberson. Yeah. And then she goes upstairs to fucking, like, bleed out on her bed. Yeah. And then, um... But in the movie, she's the one who... In the book, you mean? In, in the movie, she's oh. she grabs the, the the box. Julia does? And she goes upstairs, and while she's dying, she's opening the box. Uh-huh. And then that's what calls the Cenobites... Back. Back. Because when they go back to see Julia, she's already, like, ripped open, but she's holding the box. Yeah. And then that's what saves... That's what saves her. Yeah, yeah. so I guess she would be the hero, then. In this story, because she's in the one, because she's the one who called them in. I'm, I'm interested in reading the book. But it, it was because she was angry at Frank for just fucking her over. Because mm-hmm. she played her, he played her, and then like, are they? How long are the books? Are they short? They're short. How it's long like are they? under 200 pages. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's the one story. It's just the one story. Okay. And then so yeah so, uh. Pinhead shows up, fucking sees Frank, fucking rips him up, and then they start to pull him apart, and then he turns into this, like, tapestry of a human flesh. Yeah. And he goes, uh, what's that fucking... And Jesus wept for their sins. And, and Jesus then, wept. Yeah. And they fucking rip him apart, and then, like, uh, fucking the dot on the head, thanks, bitch, and they fucking skedaddle. Yeah, and, and then and then and then, and then Steve shows up two minutes before oh, yeah. the end of the movie. So as that's what's going on, like they're like, okay, cool, like thank you, and then like everybody thinks everything's fine, but like she summoned them, so they're gonna take her. Yeah. And so they're like, and she's like, what about the deal? He goes, fuck your deal. He's like, fuck then, your deal. And then uh, she's like, then she starts running away. And she's trying to solve the puzzle to like put them back, and then slowly one by one they start to disappear. Yeah. But like I like how like. Everyone's slowly disappearing, and then, like, you forget about that fucking weird fucking scorpion thing that's running out, that yeah. naked fleshy thingy, and then fucking Steve is like, oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, boom, they get rid of it, they, like, run outside, they, like, they toss the fucking cube into a fire, thinking, like, this will destroy it, and that'll be the end of it, and then that's when the homeless man comes back out. Sees the fire, fucking steps into the pyre, grabs the box, and fucking turns into this, like, little dragon demon thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, flies back away to China. Yeah, so, it, the box flies back away to China, right, at the end? Yeah. How does it... Oh, because the doctor got the box, huh? And two, so let's go into two. Well, the doctor has multiple boxes. Okay, so there's more than one box. Yeah. It's not just that one... Yeah. Box so multiple boxes can pull up the genovites. Yeah, so um, as they go back into the like that box, that homeless man was that Chinese man who sold him that box. Oh, okay. And then so in the the second story, is called the Scarlet Jin. Is it in that same like thing that you read? No, it's a different story. Okay. Yeah, so I, I never, I never read that one. So Hellbound Heart is just. 
the Julia story just with Julia's... bits of the other. So it's not the story. second movie then. The second movie no. isn't in, isn't in Hellbound Heart. So the Scarlet whatever is the, Scarlet the second Jane. movie. Yeah. Okay. Or I don't know. I never read it. Oh, okay. And then so so then we get to two. I didn't like two as much as I liked one. Okay. Two, I was just okay with because I think they just did things because they could. Yeah, two helps you explain exactly what everything is. Yeah, and who everything was and what. I think it, I think they should have they should have cut some things out of both of these and made this one big movie. That would have been good. It would. I think it. they could redo these movies. I think they can do one do re, I think if they redid them, they need to redo one and two as one movie. I think they would do that, but also I feel like if they because your midpoint can be her going into the fucking um, institute. Yeah, like this one is essentially. I mean, if you if you watch these as one movie, yeah, because it takes place like almost like immediately afterwards because it's like she passes out, yeah, and then like she wakes up in the hospital and then she's like, cops don't believe her. The cops don't believe her. She's got the she goes. You were holding on to this cube, which we saw it disappear. So that's like a weird story miss up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, she gets there and this, and the cops don't believe her. And um, there's that one really nice like doctor's assistant, who um, I can't tell if he looks like a knockoff Steve Gutenberg or a nice leaving. Ooh, I, how about a little a bit of uh, Michael Keaton? No, I don't see my. Like I said, I don't see Michael Keaton. I see either Gutenberg, nice knockoff, knockoff Gutenberg, or or polite leaving. <laughs> okay. That's what he looks like. Think about how that guy looks like. He looks like the a five polite... below Gutenberg. Five <laughs> below Gutenberg. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, this one just it. Uh, the so this one, one was a little sloppy in the beginning because it, especially uh, especially with the doctor, and then it's just like and how, what the fuck how happens quick... to Steve? Steve is a dude, so he gets like, hey, go back home. Was he just like... This, this little crazy twat, don't worry, we'll, yeah, we'll lock yeah, her up. that's what I'm saying. I was just like, <laughs> was just like, nah, this bitch's family is fucked up, I'm out. Yeah, her entire family's dead, You're, uh, you, you get skedaddle, son. She's the crazy one. So, it just makes me believe that Steve just fucking lied. It was like, ah, oh, she killed her family, I swear to God. You think like, so? Probably because like, something that they should at least throw in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, that would have that would explain away him completely. Yeah, and why she's locked in there and can't leave. Yeah, even if you kind of like had a recording or like a fucking report that she like stumbled upon, it says, "Bitch, be crazy." Yeah, but then like uh, so she's in the thing, and then uh, the doctor is a occultist. Yeah, here, here's something that weirded me out about this movie is that the mu- the like the background music like there wasn't I didn't really notice as much in the first, the first one, one. Yeah. and I'm not sure if they kind of used the same shit, but in this one, the background music they use sounds like music you can put into Indiana Jones movies, like when you discover something. Oh, Did you notice that? Yeah, a little is bit. Is that just me? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh, this sounds like like I discover something in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, especially in the beginning where you see uh, the German Nazi guy. Where he's like solving the puzzle. Well, pinhead, yeah. Yeah, and then like you see how he becomes pinhead. And Did we need this... that really? Well, it kind of shows you a little bit on the sheer fact that like how they get made into. Yeah, but like, do you think that pissed off Clive Barker more than anything? I, I feel like that's. One of I, those feel like that, and I, I feel like he didn't. I feel like he didn't need to if, see that. If you're gonna name him, pin, if you're gonna get pissed off that they're gonna name him pinhead, you're gonna get pissed off that you show his origin. Well, maybe because I think the story is about. 
where the Cenobites came from and how they become what they are. And okay. so, like, because they get like, no, no, they go into that angel's fucking labyrinth. That they go into angel. the cube. They go into yeah, know, and they okay. like. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they show how Pinhead's made. Yeah, so um, she's in that institution and she sees, uh, "I am in hell. Help me!" written in blood on her wall. That was a pretty. That reminded me a lot more of Nightmare than anything else. Yeah, but also, um, I, I always think it's funny when people like walk up to the wall and like taste the blood off the wall, like they people like people write shit in fucking strawberry jam. Oh my jam. god, is this strawberry jam? <laughs> <laughs> it's not strawberry jam. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> it's too irony. <laughs> I'm in hell, but like I like how she just immediately jumps to thinking that it's her dad. Yeah, well, I mean, and you get no confirmation that like. Yeah. He's in hell. Like Pinhead makes a, a statement saying that he's in his own personal hell, but like you don't know whether he's trapped within that dimension or whatever. So then Kyle, that doctor, Doctor Exposition, as I like to call him. Oh yeah, Doctor Kyle. Doctor Kyle or Doctor Exposition. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all he is needed. <laughs> that's all he does. When he dies, like. I was happy because they didn't, we we didn't need the whole movie fucking explained to us <laughs> every three fucking minutes. Yeah. Um, you didn't need him in that movie. In this movie, you could have, you if you could, you could have cut him out at some point, and he would, it would have been fine. Yeah, but um, so um, he goes and he watches the doctor bring Julia back because he has the mattress with her blood on it. Oh, because Julia says like, don't fucking do uh, it. Yeah, he's like, she uh, come back. Yeah, Christy was like, don't. You need to fucking burn that mattress. And then the doctor's like, oh, well, that's going to get my shit to work. Yeah. like, And so, um, I have a question, though. I like so, that homeless crazy person that he puts on top of the mattress mm-hmm. to fucking sacrifice to Julia to bring her back. But then I was thinking, too, like, how does that work? Is it because Frank's been dead a lot longer that it needed more blood? That Julia just needed one homeless man? Although they do, like, a montage of it. Uh, I, I I picked up, like, on a mo- like, a montage. Okay. And I was like, oh, and then that's one thing they said. I'm like, oh, good, they did a montage. They didn't waste. I mean, the first story it works because that's yeah. that story. But they didn't waste time showing. Oh, that's right, because they had the. What, what kind of doctor really, fucking like, has all these dead bodies? Decides, what do I do with these bodies? Uh, I got it. Let's put it on the sun deck, and let's just hang them. And they'll just air dry because oh, yeah. like there's about like thirty different bodies just hanging out out of nowhere in this hospital. Okay, so they have the so she's like an inside out person. I have a I have a quick question, and I want to know if you think this is what this is. Okay. Um, the Simpsons pretty much reference everything. Yes. You know, is there ever a direct Hellraiser reference that you can think of? What I what I what I what I've, I've seen think, pictures huh? of. I think it's fan art of uh, art yeah. of Pinhead. But I what I, I think I figured it out. Remember that one episode where they wake up and they start dancing. And they're inside out because of that fog that turns them inside out. Oh. I feel like that was their way to get their Hellraiser reference in. Maybe. I do remember that. But that's why. I, I oh, feel here like, comes that fog that turns the inside out. Oh, no. That's what I feel because they, do they look dance. like those. Yeah. They look like when they're like, in, they look like the inside out people in this yeah. movie. In the, they also look like the main villains in Attack on Titan. Yeah, they do. But this yeah. is way before Attack on Titan. Yeah. Hellraiser was, was a thing at this point. So in Naruto. There is a kind of similar thing with Hellraiser and Naruto. Okay. Because Naruto's mom has uh, a special does she jutsu. Have a, does she have a white pantsuit she wears when she gets turned inside out? Does she? 
No. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she comes from a clan where they use summoning spells. So basically, she could summon chains like to like appear, and it's just like yeah, yeah, just like just this. like this, where just. <laughs> like, um. So watching this, it's just like Julia will fuck anyone who is incrementally more successful than her husband. Yeah. 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 And, and so, then, so she, he puts all those bandages on her. It's like this love. She's like this love mummy. Well, she was even using the doctor for like what she needed. To... Well, she was doing the same shit that Frank was doing essentially. Yeah. So she learned her lessons. Now she's doing her shit. She fucking plays the doctor for what she wants. And then my favorite line of this though from the doctor is, "Oh, I can get you clothes. I'm a doctor." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's my other question: Is there any reason why the resurrected people can't leave the house outside of being a giant walking scab? Uh, just that. Just that there's a giant walking open wound. Yeah. Because they, I, Frank was strong enough to, like, leave if he wanted to. But the thing is, like, he's going to be caught immediately walking out of the house. Yeah, he's a giant. Unless it's Halloween. So what the hell was this? So, so the girl that you're, that the puzzle girl. Uh Uh-huh. Kelly, right? Or. Whatever the fuck her name was. Kelly. Um, the doctor just wanted to help her. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the the puzzle girl like fixes it right, you know, opens the box and everything, uh-huh. and then there's this weird Chenobite procession that comes out. <laughs> that was fucking dope. You didn't like that? It was just weird. How the the two fucking doorways like Beetlejuice just fucking pop up out of nowhere and they just like it's like a wedding. Yeah, they just come a in procession. Yeah, and then we cannot help her. Yeah, she's not the one who called us. Yeah, was like the intention is coming from the other room, and it's fucking like the doctor. Fucking jerking off. Yeah. Um, so then they go to this that weird carnival inside. Is that was that inside the box at that point? Yeah. Also? So basically, it's everyone's personal hell is within the box because like you need to suffer to be like purified. So that girl's hell is a carnival. Well, I think it's because of like what happened to her in her past. Like everything is like a fun mirror. So she's have a weird distortion of what actually happened to her because she doesn't remember but through the pain she ends up uh seeing that like the doctor promised her mother something lied and killed the mother and took the daughter so as he's going as she's going to say pg um she sees the uh yeah she sees the door to her old house and she goes i have to go and save my dad yeah so, because her, right, her, her, her old mate, her old objective in this movie is to get back into that dimension, and get into her. that dimension, figure out where her dad is, and bring him back. Yeah. Because she feels that he's suffering. And because, like, she sent a message with Strawberry Jam that she could figure <laughs> out, like, he's alive, I must get him. So, when she gets into the thing, the, she walks into that, like, oven den thing. And then, yeah, like, the girls are sliding in and out, like, masturbating. And then, like, She's trying to figure out, like, what the fuck's going on. But then, like, it's Frank talking about how, like, his help, because he could always see them, but he just can't have them. Because he's still, like, stuck to that flesh. Yeah. Pleasure. And then so she gets out of it, but that's a weird way to get out of a jam. Almost give in to your creepy uncle and then burn his his obtained flesh. No, I don't think he was, she was giving in to him, but she was just, like, kind of luring him to, like, a Well, that's what she was doing. She was, like, giving in to, like, that's her way to get out of it. It's like, I'll give in for a second, and then I'm going to fucking burn her is masturbating yeah. women yeah. yeah how about setting off fire ha! yeah and so she runs out of there with her wop and then yeah. 
And then at that point... Oh, that's when fucking Julia pops up and she's like... Julia pops up and, like, turns that doctor into a Chenobite. And then, well, before that, she's, uh... Dr. Puns. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, hold on. You got Frank, you got Julia, and you got the daughter all in one room. And they're like, oh, it's a family reunion. And then Frank's like, I'm gonna dig them both. I'm gonna dig them both right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, but Julia goes like, fuck you. Like, you know, I played your game. You fucking played me. Enjoy your time and help. Bitch, and she just fucking like, yeah, helps the like, stalls Frank enough for what's her face to run out of there and like get away. And then, but yeah, like, as like that girl's solving the puzzle, she's realizing that the hell that they're in is also a maze, but it's also a part of the puzzle. And then, until she gets to the top of the maze, and then she sees that diamond piece, which is. And that's since yeah, like a fallen angel is what it is, and it's like so it gets all fucking fire walk with me on everything at the end of this. Yeah, and so now it's like that thing with that beam of black, like all seeing eye, just kind of like it's just observing everything. But then she realizes, oh shit, this is a puzzle too. But Julia uses the doctor to like. So is Clive like, Barker just David Lynch, but he likes S and M? Yeah, is that essentially? Um. Kind of, because uh, they're both very occultic, ritual heavy. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I see, like, yeah. Like, I just blew your mind. Dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> I put it out together, because it's exactly what it is, except uh, David Lynch has, like, a funner way of just kind of hiding it. Yeah. Where Clyde Barker is like, nah, fuck it. We're here. This is what it is. But I like the simplicity of, like, just... Yeah, and that's why I like the first uh, Hellraiser, because it's, it's just a simple movie. Like, I like... It just horror just needs to be simple. Yeah, you don't need to add fifty things to it. It just needs to be simple and fun. Yeah, like as much as I love Army of Darkness, I don't feel Army of Darkness is a horror flick. It's a comedy. It's uh, it's it's an adventure comedy. Yeah, with horror elements. Evil Dead Two is is a horror flick. Evil Dead One is a horror flick, but I don't think Army of Darkness is a horror flick. Yeah, and then so yeah, she uses the Doctor, but the Labyrinth chooses the Doctor to be. A good example of uh, a pure cur- curation of itself. Yeah, so, so it changes so him. It changes him, turns him into who I would refer to as Punhead, <laughs> because these are these are the ones. The I I, I wrote he's like an some, eggplant. I wrote down some of his puns. Okay, tell me some of his puns. I'm taking over this operation, and I prescribe amputation. <laughs> and then so, we your case is your case is closed. I'm afraid it's terminal. <laughs> well, he gets that, like, cheese cutter to the face. So he has those lines. And then yeah. as he comes out, he's almost in tears, and he's all blue, and he's wearing his leather, and he's like, to think I asked for this. And then the fucking labyrinth just fucking goes, oh, what about me? And just fucking plucks him and has this thing just fucking turbine his fucking brains. And he becomes, like, the doctor. And then, like... His fingers turn into, like, little fucking, like, dildos of just fucking blades. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ends up, uh... But I like how, like, it goes into the hospital. They, like, make it back to, like, the actual real world. And, like, the hospital, all the patients have the cubes in their hands because they're trying to figure out how to open up the puzzles yeah. to all these dimensions. And you're like, fuck, dude. So, I have a quick question, though. Did Julia put on... Or not Julia. Did... Um, Kirstie put on the Julia skin to trick them and then saves the girl at the end. Yeah. And it's like, trust me, just not my meat bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, how gross is that, too? Because well, that led me to believe, like, how long was she, like, absent from that scene? Who, Julia? Cause, yeah, because, like, 
Oh no, Julia died. Remember, because like yeah, as they're chasing sucked, the yeah, she gets sucked back in because she's hell. like they dropped the the skin the the box, and then like the box because it's still at that spike, and then like Kelly wanted that box, so she went with Julia just to like get closer to it. But then like Julia gets sucked off through this portal. They barely make it out alive. They get back into the the demon world, and then that's where like the doctor's just running amok. But they passed that skin bag a while ago. Yeah. Julia's skin bag. And then they fucking make it to the puzzles. So you're telling me by the time they're at the top of the landing, Julia gets fucking slapped back by one of fucking the doctor's dildo fingers. Yeah. And then she gets knocked out. And she goes, oh, yeah, the skin. And she just immediately she just sprints down there. And then time. how do you get into that skin? Do you just, like, open through the butthole and just climb up? Uh, mouth. Or if, then you rip the mouth and then like, you ruin the, the disguise. Or do you just go just badge in? Like, so reverse birth canal. Uh, is it... Squeeze into so it. is it one of those like, well, I could ruin the mouth or I could ruin the butthole or I could ruin the vag? Or do you think that she just well, like, was like, fuck, I don't have time for this. I can't solve this problem. So, so she just gnaws on her fucking stepmom's like fucking waist and just puts her on like a t-shirt, like a hoodie. Well, the... And just fucking just scrunches up the face. To quote Oswald doing an impression of Robert Evans, the human skin is nightmarishly elastic. Uh, do you know that your butthole could uh, open up to, was it 14 inches? Not my butthole. Yeah, a human butthole could be spread out Not to be 14 inches. <laughs> or no. Not my butthole. <laughs> 14, that's too big. I think 7 inches. It could... Gap open seven inches, Not my but a raccoon could fit into a, an area of uh, four inches, so you could almost fit two full-grown raccoons up your butt. Not my butt. Without tearing it. Not my butthole. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a book that I'm interested in trying to find, and I think you can find like a Kindle version of. How it. weird is that? If you're putting on Julia's skin over your skin, let's just say, for safety's sake, for quickness or whatever. She, like, nod and, like, tore off her top part of her torso flesh, right? Okay. And she just, like, ripped the back of it on. So it's on, like, a loose jacket, like, backwards jacket that she put on, right? That was my thought. She has to smooth it out. So she has to align her eyes in the right face and her nose and, like, whatever. Do you think she just grabbed hair from, like, either side behind the ears and tied it in a knot to keep it on, like, a cheap Halloween mask? And do you think that she, like... Had like get her boob and put it within the boob sockets and then twerk her nips to get it to stay, because otherwise if they're not if they're different cup sizes like they're just gonna be like all fluttery. Right. This is why we need Clyde Barker to be the director and like no, no, we, no, we would have gotten these answers. I, I, I that, that's shit that they could have cut out and they could have made just one movie. Of her twerking her nips to no, her mom's, uh, like, boobs no, to fit on her? No, take the one and two and make one movie out uh, of it. Yeah, and yeah. cut shit out that you don't need. Yeah. Um, there is a book, though, that I'm interested in getting called Sherlock Holmes and the Servant of Hell. Servants of Hell. What? And they... Because Sherlock Holmes... Is this is, an original tale that I've never read? This is a legit thing because Sherlock Holmes is in, is in public domain. So you can use Sherlock... You can put Sherlock Holmes in anything. That's why you have that beekeeper book. The bee- uh, Sherlock Holmes can be in anything because it's that. 
1895, and Sherlock Holmes and his faithful companion, Dr. John Watson, are called upon to investigate a missing persons case. On the face of it, it seems like a mystery that Holmes might relish, as the person questioned, the person in question vanished from a locked room. Ooh. But this is just the start of an investigation that will draw the pair into contact with a shadowy organization talked about in whispers known as the Order of the Gash. Shut the fuck up! And apparently Moriarty is dead, and Sherlock Holmes is bored. No shit! You can get... I've looked it up. You can get this on Amazon Kindle. What? Is Pinhead in in it? I don't know. I'm just going off of what I saw there. Sherlock Holmes in the Hellraiser universe. That is fucking rad. You're gonna go get that, aren't you? Oh, for sure. Oh my god, that's gonna be so good. I'm actually... Mildly, it's like a seven dollar buy. Yeah. What was your favorite murder? My favorite murder between one and two. Um, Hellraiser and Hellbound. I told you the one where no, not me. When Julia got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I like when Frank gets torn apart because he just looks like a that silly doe that uh, silly putty. Just stretched out to its max, and it's like, oh, even Jesus wept. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, Jimmy, what are you blanking? Uh, I saw The Social Dilemma. You watched that, okay? I, I haven't watched watch that. that yet. How is that? I remember, a lot of people were like, I don't want to play on anything anymore. Um, it's nothing you shouldn't already know. I mean, oh, okay. If you're on Facebook and you sign into other websites, they're just using your data, and then you're basically the product that is why those sites are free. So, yeah. Uh, my thing is, uh, they've known for a while, so me getting off of Facebook... It's not going to change anything. You know yeah. I mean? Like, they already have my profile, like, so, whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I watched, also on Netflix, I watched uh, Hubie Halloween. Oh, I saw Hubie, too. What'd you think? Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. Um, I liked the cameos, the Doyle Rules, and, yeah, the uh, Doyle and family. Hal. Yeah. That was awesome to see. Um, but it made me realize that, um... That and like Waterboy is essentially just Canteen Boy. Yeah. So watching Hubie, it's like I can only watch a half wit. You didn't finish it? Oh uh, no, no. But like I can only watch half wit. Like you know. Oh, my, half wit. Yeah. Okay. Like, be entertaining for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not one of uh, like I always have this debate. Someone's like, "Oh, well, if Billy Madison came out now, you wouldn't be into Billy Madison." No, and I'm like, "No, Billy Madison's a well-made. It's still good. It's still a co- funny movie. You yeah. know what I mean?" It, that'd be like saying the same thing about Happy Gilmore, and I'm like, no, Happy Gilmore. There's still some funny shit. In Maybe Happy watching a, uh, like an older adult man. You know what? You know what movie I haven't seen? We can we can blank because I haven't seen the this Adam Sandler movie, and I just missed it. Was Click? Oh, I've seen Click. I've never seen Click. It's pretty good. I've heard it's one of the better yeah. ones. Yeah. But I've never seen it. So yeah. I mean, we could probably do that. Um, I re- I read the book. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Okay. From that um. It's a movie that's on Netflix that I wanted to watch before I watched the movie. Okay. Um, it's about this girl who goes to meet her boyfriend's parents for the first time, but all this stuff seems off and weird. So it was interesting, and then there's a pretty 
kind of a cool twist in it, but I want to see how they do it in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was it was all right. Okay. I saw The Boys Season 2. You finished it? I finished it. What'd you think? Fucking girls get it done. Uh, 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 all day. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it was right. Oh, girls, 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 you get it done. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Stormfront, or... Yeah, so yeah, the way she comes down with the lightning, oh, it's amazing. Like she, they do that show really well. She I, I, looks I, so good. The way I've sold it to my dad is I'm all the tick was fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm trying to sell it to my dad because I think he would really like it for considering how much he loved the tick because he yeah. loved the tick. Um, I'm partway through. I'm almost done with Race by Wolves. Okay, how far are you? I just haven't. You haven't gotten any more. Yeah, I haven't gotten any more. Uh, it made me realize what sci-fi is also besides uh, the the one that you know, I came up with that other one here's what sci-fi is also okay. it's bible stories for atheists this one is this is totally bible this stories one for is. atheists you don't think in general though no why uh, it depends on the story it's all about like what concept are you trying to just kind of play with and take it to its full potential and uh, a lot of them do use Christian values mm-hmm. to very ends and then like with Dune we see what could happen with so is that, the is that is that Bible stories for children for atheists also? And I'm not saying this is a bad. I'm not saying this is any no. type of sliding in science fiction. I still like science fiction. No, I think it's just what you're reading right now is fitting in that that category. But not everything is is that way. No, it's is not. It no, it's not. Is it though? No, it's is, not. Is it though? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, I saw extremely. Wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The oh. Ted Bundy tapes with Zach Efron. Is that okay? So you watched that movie. How was that? It was um, accurate was... to a point, okay. uh, but I mean, well, it was... was your point that Zach Efron is good looking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ted Bundy was no Zach Efron. Um, it was good. It was just like um, it stuck really well to the story. They kind of added a couple things here and there that like aren't real or didn't happen that way but overall like it was a pretty good depiction of like Ted Bundy and his arrogance of who he thought he was and like his wife you know yeah. like, and how that interacted and how naive she was and you kind of give like a, a good insight of like how how someone... she just was so in love with him she was blinded by everything else and so the, she and the just... guilt that she had when she called the cops oh because she's the one who finds everything I don't know much about the so um, he was murdering people left and right what and going, yeah, a serial killer right go on but um, they showed a picture of his like his face on the news and his description and she was like shit that's my Zach that's my Zachy Efron that's my Zachy Efron who plays the wife in the movie I forget her name. So okay, so so this is how is that how he gets taken down in real life? And they, she's the one who calls it, and then like, that, she but, feels no, that guilt that like fuck like. No, is that what happens in real life though? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he, she's watching the news one night, and she just and, kind of puts it all together. And, and like, she put. How, how does she, what is what because is, he's always gone, and he's always in these towns, and then like the others. These oh, murders, so like, like, do they kind of sprinkle out throughout the movie? Oh, no, no, no. Was killed and blah blah blah. And you kind of you kind of see be. it, like you see him kind of like showing up in his Volkswagen and like. Whatever. Did they do a montage of him just pulling up into towns and, and Volkswagen? <laughs> no, I wish like, I'd have been that. Like a little red line like it's Indiana Jones following him through the map. And then just dead college girls. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, no, I wish. But, I mean, there was one where, like, um, it shows him, like, at a party. 
and like a sorority party, like, like a sorority, like, a, party like party. A, a bar, and then like he meets a couple girls, and they flash back to the sorority house, and then they talk about how the women were bludgeoned to death with a log, and then it shows him like I'm just going to pee, and then he just grabs a piece of log from like the firewood outside, oh, and okay. he came inside and beat the crap out of them, and then rape one, and then like then he was just on like after that he was just like like a panty raid, but just a murder. He just like just tried to get as much killing as he could. And then, like, he just got caught. And then, like, then his escape, they showed that, too. And it was, like, because he escaped from custody twice. What, does he just put on that charm and get out? Or well, because he, he was his legal ed, uh, counsel. So he was allowed to use the library. So he was making phone calls to his wife saying, And they like, don't have to hey, they blah, blah, blah. They only and monitor then, him to an extent. And then so he's like, oh, counsel, huh? fuck it. And he just took off. And then, like, so they arrested him. The second time he was, like, in... Uh, <laughs> he was in trial and he was like he had to make a phone call and he just fucking jumped out of the fucking like roof of the th- of the the thing jumped down one flight of stairs and like ran across the courtyard and if you before I some dude just jumped is out that, of the courthouse is that normal? is, is that dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like you know but like it shows him up to his uh death and it's kind of how does he uh, die in real life? Or it shows him he get electric, electric oh he got the chair yeah but uh, it shows up, like, I think right beforehand, I saw this, like, a week ago, two weeks ago, right after we last met yeah. up, but it was, um, it shows his wife, and, like, she's like, come on, tell me, like, what'd you do with her head? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. What do you mean? <laughs> and then he does that, like... I didn't, I didn't put that head anywhere. And then, like, he, like, breathes onto, like, the glass, and he just writes hacksaw, and then, like... <laughs> That's like, really? Yeah. And I'm Is like, that... uh, he didn't do that, but, are you, all right. Are you sure he didn't do that? Because... Who knows? <laughs> but, like, uh, at that point, he was just done. And then, like, so... <laughs> hacksaw. <laughs> but it's kind of like, okay, like, I mean, it's... Where a, my it's... keys? <sighs> Key <laughs> I mean, if you... <laughs> If you wanted to know a, 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 everything that you needed to know about Ted Bundy, there's a book written by this girl that used to work with him at like the help center. Okay. And like uh, her, the book's called uh, "The Stranger Beside Me." Okay. And that's dope because that goes into like everything. It talks about because oh, she had conversations. Because she with him. she yeah. she worked with him. She knew him well. Like and then she just kind of just categorized. Like, she re-edited the book a couple times. She knows the daughter of, like, Ted's potential daughter. Because, like, because he was oh, married, and then he slept around with somebody else, and that person had a, a daughter. And she, so are they, like, she mentions, checking to make sure, like, she's also not a killer? Well, for her safety and everyone's safety, they don't reveal her name. Like, Oh, I get that. No, I, I, I get that, but do they kind of, like... Check in. And they kind of like, make an allude hey, to it she, in, the, in the movie. Is she killing birds? Uh, I'm sure they are fully aware of who she is, and they are probably keeping tabs on her. But I don't think serial killers like genetic or like you just yeah, think so? no, yeah. I, I feel like everything is. Genetic. I feel like I feel like I, I literally feel like everything is genetic, and it just the way shit mixes. Yeah, I feel like I. <laughs> I feel like. I could teach you how to slaughter animals. Well, anybody can because if you're right. doing it. But, if, but, the, but, the thing, but the thing is, like, if you don't have oh, but there's uh, a difference, outlet but there's to a do difference. it, because the thing there's with, like, slaughterhouses... Slaughtering a, yeah, slaughtering a pig because you live on a farm and that's what your business right. is. But if you uh, 
people in slaughterhouses that do the chopping yeah. for whatever, they're mandated to take breaks away from the slaughtering. Oh, are they really? Because it gets to the point where, like, they're just so used to it and they're so quick with it that they just kind of, like, whatever. And then they start looking at you and then they'll just, because they're so used to the habits, they'll just see how they could just, like, disavow you. Every slaughter person has that thing that goes through their brain. Uh, yeah, they, like, maybe, like, not the thing, like, they're, like, whatever, but, like, they could size you up in a second. But the thing is, like, that much killing that often, like, it, 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 it sticks with you. Because, like, they do make sure that they're not, they, they well, have they to take vacations. people who aren't all about animals, animal right. Uh, yeah, those are usually pretty crazy people, anyway. Yeah, because, like, some of those, like, animals, like, you, like... They're not as dead as you think they are when they go in there for, like, whatever. Like, it's not like a... It's a... If you ever see... Check I got, out... I got better. <laughs> but if you check out, like, those those videos, like, of people sinking into... Well, YouTube's taking them down. Like, a lot of people try to take them down because... Oh, because, like, like, You the don't want to... You really don't want to see what goes on in like, that. Like, the penis? Yeah. Like, where they're like, oh, let's go in there and do it. Like, how do they... How do they like animals so much that they're able to, like, uh, all right, I'll do it? Because the thing is, like, if you see how it's done, it is it is not. No, no, no I, I get that. I, I mean, I, there's a reason why our friend doesn't, you know, didn't like faces of death and is now a vegetarian. True, but uh, even like when you go in there, like they what they're supposed to do is like I think they inject like a probe, like the electric probe up the butt, and then they shock it. Oh, I thought just I thought that's not just let's get them in the side. It's like, it, it's it's inserted, electrocuted from the inside, psh, stops the heart. Hopefully, and then they carry on through the. Hopefully, the and then they so just, they do that every time they just fucking violate yeah. and yeah yeah or they have like the um it's like uh just like that movie old country for old men no country for old men no, yeah the the air presser gun the oh I know that that's yeah, what they do so I know that that's what that and was just used for knock them out but then like you have to quickly cut through like. You have to, no. Actually, I was talking to Jesse about that. You have to cut them before all the guts and everything because you have to. You have to. You have to gut them uh-huh. before that, or it'll sour the meat. Yeah, exactly. And then especially if they're males, like for the pigs, like you have to like cut off the balls because the it'll the testosterone will just look, poison the meat. So yeah. like you have to do things very quickly, and the only way to make the meat good is to kind of have them alive a little bit while you do that, and then needs to be fresh. Yeah. So. So, so I've got a friend who's. Um, sister lives on a farm in Texas. They bought a farm. Oh, okay. And they um, have a goat feeder because they want to start killing deer okay. that get on their property for meat. Yeah. And so the people next door around them have exotic animals, so they have an odad. This has an odad. No, no dad is? No. It is a goat that originated in Egypt, but they're extinct in Egypt and they live out here. They can only survive really in like South America and in like temperate zones and like right. like Mexico but they have one and the Odad keeps getting out and knows that's where all the corn is from the deer feeder okay. and keeps ramming into it and, and like because they, they know the food's in that deer feeder yeah so they're talking about how we were talking about how oh yeah like, I was asking like, does your dad even does anybody over there even know how to fucking like slaughter deer and he goes oh my dad does is that what they mean by field dressing? It means, like, cutting everything up, like, getting all the guts out? Yeah, just, because you, like, then, like, what you do is you cut the guts out, you slice the belly. Uh, no, I know, you slice the, cut, the belly, and, and you pull you cut out the guts, out. and then you cut it off, and then 
you just leave it out and then like how long do you have do you know how long you have like what what, i know you have to do it says you have to do it fast but like how long do you have to do that um as quickly as you can but i i I, I get that what is the and i don't no one lets it sit forever is it one of those like as it oozes out type of thing what do you mean like as like the organs and all the shit in the organs ooze out type of thing or is it like am i okay your look on your face tells me I don't know what I'm talking about, so continue. No, no, no. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, ooze well, out? I, Okay, so, like, all the... Because what happens is all the shit that's inside the organs is what sours the meat. Right? Yeah, because it, it, it continues... Because yeah, it yeah. continues to flow, but it's, yeah. there's nothing there and it's all dead. Yeah. So, how long do you have until all that... Until the meat is bad? Like, like say, like... Okay, so, like, let's say I shoot a, a deer... You shoot a deer and you and wait... And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and when you shoot a deer... You shoot a bigger deer over here. Yeah. You just happen to see them and you get them both. I don't know. I would say probably within like... Is you want to like, get it done within the first six hours? Oh, okay. I thought it meant like like hour. You know I mean? I thought it meant like pretty quick. It, no, like you, that. I mean, I know you want to. I know. I mean, I, like, I get it. You want is, to as quickly as possible because you want it to be as fresh as possible yeah. with all that shit getting on So, because like what most people do is like they'll shoot, especially like um, where there's like, where you're not too far away from home, you could shoot a deer, kill it. Throw on your throw on your thing and just get it out of there, and then you end up like doing the field dressing at like a barn or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like what you'll end up doing because it depends on like where you are. Because sometimes like when you got them out in the field and then like you want to take the deer back home and then do the cutting later, you leaving the guts behind will attract predators. So like wolves and coyotes will come out because they, they, like, they smell. And the thing is like that could scare other. Animals away. Animals away, which if you're going like for a big old hunt, like you don't, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe like six hours tops. Okay. But you want to, you want to get all that out. And then, like, plus, like, learning how to take out the pelt without really destroying it. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a, it's super interesting. I mean, like, I, everyone should learn how to do it. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. some people aren't. We'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you might have to. Yeah, people should be. Well, the problem now is that deers have uh, like that zombie disease. What zombie disease? Have we heard about that? No. Oh, yeah. So deers like out in the wild, a lot of them are a lot like a lot of them have this like zombie like virus that's going on. It's been going on for years. Okay. So basically what it does is it like it infects their brain and then like the rather than acting... Uh, very docile and very whatever. They're aggressive and they're the oh, so like Dawn of the Dead. The, yeah, and they they don't they don't they don't fear people, and that makes them super dangerous. And their eyes are just kind of weird, and they're just kind of heads are off, crooked. They look like zombies, and they just kind of like stand around and like they just. Uh, I think they're even eat meat. They've known to like eat p- birds and like rats and like pigeons and stuff like that, yeah. and they're just really aggressive. But you can't eat that meat because it's tainted. No, I got you. So, but the problem is, is like a lot of these deers have that same type of a uh, zombie thing. So like you can't like sometimes they have the disease and you don't even know they have it. And so when you eat it, you could be eating that disease and transmitting transmitting it into like humans and people have no idea. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's so crazy. So is that? So but you happens, see them like what like, happens when it gets to humans? Then, I mean, they're aggressive. They'll bite and they'll just like kind of oh, okay. yeah. And then like, but they're also very um, they'll attack. And the, the thing with deers is like, they're very thin, but like they'll fuck shit up. Um, 
my buddy up north, he was uh, hanging out in his house in his bedroom, and then out of nowhere, he heard this giant crash, and this deer decided to jump in through its window. And so the deer's in the living room, just fucking up his entire house, and then fucking up his kitchen, and then, like, he's, like, trying to get the deer out while his kids are in, like, the bedrooms, and he's trying to, like, he's got a pillow to, like, kind of shoo the deer yeah, away, that, but, that, like... that pillow's gonna do... Yeah, but, no, deers, deers are really dangerous. And now they're, they're zombie deers out there, so which is creepy. But yeah, they, they freak out. They just, they're manic, and they just run into cars, and they headbutt them. And they're just like, they don't act like anything like deers. And if they're that aggressive to self-destruct themselves, or do harm to themselves, like, heaven forbid, heaven forbid that there's a child nearby, and that deer sees them, and just starts attacking, because yeah. they'll kill that kid. Jimmy, how's it going? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. We are going to watch a movie that I've been trying to get you to watch for years, but I think it was hard to find. But it's a movie that we love the original. Mary Poppins 2. No, I can give you that one. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, we love the original. Robocop both... 2. What? Robocop 2. No. No. I still, still think you can find Robocop 2. <laughs> uh, we love the original. Tommy Boy. They didn't make a sequel to Tommy Boy. Damn it. Uh, Train Spotting 2. Transpotting 2. I'm. I love the first one. This one I feel is just as good and just as fun. So is there. Who? Is everybody in. Oh, not everybody. everybody is back. Almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at yhblankthat. Or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.